Hi, this is Randy Bartlett, and you're listening to the DJ Idea Sharing Podcast Network. Bonjour, everybody. I'm Mike Fernino. This is the DJ Idea Sharing Podcast Network, another edition of our archive series. The year was 2010. I had the supreme honor of sitting down with one of the original rock star DJs at the DJ Times Expo and Conference in Atlantic City. DJ Scribble broke a lot of barriers as a club DJ with a big-time personality as he thrust forward into the limelight, becoming a regular fixture on MTV. Not only did he influence tons of DJs, but he also showed the viewers of MTV what a great DJ who could mix would bring to a party. Scribble's exceptional mixing and turntablism were matched by his electric flamboyant MC personality. He became one of the most sought-after DJs in the country, and a legend was born. So back we go to my interview with a true pioneer of the one and two. Today on the DJ Idea Sharing Podcast Archive. We have a DJ legend, a club DJ, uh, an MTV DJ. If you guys don't know this guy, you're just not paying attention, and it is such a pleasure to interview you guys. You, you do such an amazing job, and you've been one of my idols for a long time. DJ Scribble is on the program today. Hey guys, what's going on? Hey Scribble, you know you come out to the show here. You see all the new technology, all the stuff that's out, and uh, you've been a club DJ for many years. You had let's start with the MTV days. Okay. Many people know your work for the. Uh, how did that whole thing come about, and how'd you get that gig? Well, the first time I did MTV was actually through my manager with Dr. Dre and Ed Lover on Yo MTV Raps, which mm-hmm. I was very honored and privileged to be part of that, and also the famous last episode of Yo MTV Raps, where I was the DJ for the whole show and got the DJ from everybody from KRS One to Method Man to EPMD and, and stuff like that, and it was a, a blessing. And then. You know, I was doing Hot 97 with Ed and Dre, and then in 1998, um, they asked me to come down and do Negril Jamaica Spring Break, which was my first spring break with them. I was already doing spring breaks in the clubs from 96 and 97 in, in Cancun. Then MTV said, would you come down and do it? And it was with, uh, I believe, NSYNC performed on that show, Brandy hosted, and then I ended up doing a couple of the Jerry Springer shows that year in Cancun. Yeah. Then they asked me to come back in the summer and do um, The Daily Burn, which was an exercise show and I begged my manager I said don't make me do this please it's going to kill my career it's an exercise show needless to say I did it and the rest was history and come fall they offered me MTV Jams with Tyrese and then I was just on the roll after that on the the MTV roller coaster doing Cisco Shakedown Global Groove you know every spring break you know you know that they had for almost 10 years and just any show that needed music, it was like, get Scribble, get Scribble. It was, it got to be so much, it was like almost annoying. Like, you, it, we literally, we were on the channel three, four times a day. It's a nice problem to have, though. It was a very nice problem to have, because right after that, obviously, that brought me to the rest of the world and brought me global, and, you know, my club gigs went up 500%, you know? But what I remember, when you were doing your performances, one of the things that really made you stand out was you put a lot of personality into it. You were not just music, you were... Uh, 
You're like one of the hosts of the show. Yeah, well, that was a great thing. They, they let me, you know, obviously started out being the DJ, but they gave me the mic. I was co-host with Tyrese on Jams, co-hosted with Common Electric, co-hosted with Cisco. I mean, they just let me. Then they gave me my own shows. Uh, you know, when I did Sports and Music Festival, got to interview, you know, do many interviews with Jay-Z and, you know, other great big hip-hop artists from Faith and just Biggie. And, you know, just it was an, it was an amazing time. We all start somewhere. Where did you get your start? What got you in? to this business as a DJ? Typical story. I mean, there was a kid in the neighborhood. He was a part, you know, I saw him DJ in the park at a park jam and his name was DJ Squiggy and this is when I was living in Elmont, um, Long Island. And, um, you we're know, talking I, early 80s, right? We're talking, we're talking 1980. <laughs> we're talking mm-hmm. 1980 is when I started DJing. I was like 11 years old and, um, you know, going into 12 and I got my first turntables and just went to his house every day after school, practice, da 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 then, you know, did local, little local parties and Sweet Sixteens and this party and this person's backyard basement party. And then um, as I came and grew a little bit older, graduated high school, was with the Young Black Teenagers, which was the rap group that I was with. Um, my first gig was at a place called Roller Castle, where <laughs> it was, which was up the block from my house. And I was 14 years old, and it was Dr. Dre, East Coast Dr. Dre, not West Coast Dr. Dre. I got Dr. You. Dr. Dre from MTV Rap. Yep, yep, yep. Um, Dougie Fresh, LL Cool J. Um, the all of Spectrum City, and that's how I met the Bomb Squad later, putting me in the Young Black Teenagers. You know, that's how I met Hank Shockley and everybody in the Bomb Squad and Public Enemy and Flav and all of them. Right. But we backtracked before MTV a little bit. <laughs> but, you know, as I said, you know, MTV just was just the biggest vehicle to drive my career that you, you could have. And so now we were also talking before we went on about uh, Glenn Frischer and some of the influences that you've had. Tell me. Influences. How I got, that's how I got on to Hot 97. I wanted to play hip-hop so bad on the station. And they said, well, we got a slot for you, but you can't play hip-hop. It's dance music. Glenn Fisher was leaving Hot. And um, it was the Saturday night dance party. And I had no idea what, how to play house music or nothing. I was a hip-hop junkie. I hated house music. But this is true. So how'd you get so good at it? I went to see Junior Vasquez play about two weeks after I started on Hot 97 to see what it was all about at the tunnel right after Sound Factory closed and I was hooked and I wanted to be the first DJ ever to play both styles of music not just stay with one genre of music and be that versatile guy because I discovered this whole other world this was in uh, 95 maybe you know and uh, obviously I mean I knew all the Todd Terry stuff and I dabbled in all of that and Frankie Douglas but I wasn't into it you know I was a hip hop hip hop hip hop but then I found this whole other wonderful world that I've now greatly appreciated and respected and a part of and make music in and make a living with as well as the hip hop stuff and you know I went in there and I had no idea what I was doing the first night on the dance party and had one of my other friends Razor DJ Razor from Razor and Guido and them come down help me out and I just started diving into it, researching it, learning it, going to listen to a lot of other DJs, the Danny Teneglias of the world, Louis Vega, and just listening to every... I mean, because when I was a b-boy, I would go listen to Louis Vega in the funhouse, but he would play everything. You know, house, hip-hop, rock, you know, it was a, then everything got very segregated, and it was either a hip-hop DJ, or a house DJ, or a rock DJ, or this, or that. You know, now it's come full circle again to where everything's, everybody's playing everything. Now, for some DJ getting started who thinks, I, I can't make a living at this, you travel all over the world doing this. What, what do you, what's, like, a current week in your life like? As far as being, as well as being a husband and a dad now, um, wow, That's, a lot. I mean, because I'm, I'm in the studio a lot with Anthony Escher creating and, and, and my partner Slinky now. I mean, 
we do so many different kinds of shows now. I got my show with Dave Navarro that I do with him on the guitar. Then I got my drum show with Slinky that I do with him. And then being in the studio. And then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I'm usually always on the road. So then, you know, I come home and it's like Sundays and Mondays. If I'm home, I try to make that just family time. And I don't turn my cell phone on, don't be bothered with anybody and just give them their time, you know. So it's it's very, it's an awesome feeling to be wanted that much and do still be able to do this but at the same time people don't realize how hard it, it, the business side of it is and it's not all the glamour and glitz and we're all rock stars and we're all doing this you know sometimes you travel on two three planes you know to get to one place or mm-hmm. then you know you play all night the plane's late this comes late you know granted the benefits and the and the and the the, the money is all great but you know we are still just I ain't no different than anybody else just because I play records don't make me any better or any greater than anybody and that's the way I've always been you know what I mean? I still live in Queens. I still live in the neighborhood. I don't, you know, I do okay and I'm able to make a living and I never forgot about that. So, you know, I try to balance everything that I can and I do have a great team around me. It's not just me. You know what I mean? Between, you know, all the people that help, you know, between publishers and then my wife who runs the business and, you know, my little brother who's always there to help me in local things and come around and, and stuff like that who's also a DJ now. My partner Slinky and then Anthony in the studio. There's, so there's so many different things that make up who I am and, and help me get to where I am. And obviously I take care of everybody that's been with me as a team because I couldn't have done all this by myself. It's an impossibility. Now with uh, my final question is, where do you see it all going? You you come to these shows, you see all the new technology. I, I a couple of years ago at Casby, I saw you play off of the computer. I was which... one of the first. Yeah, I mean, I've been on Serato for maybe so how long? Have I been using Serato now? More than that, I'd say since like oh four. Like, so, like, yeah, four years. Like, 04 is when I made the switch. So you feel comfortable rather than going to the record crate and pull them out? Not at know? first. I mean, at first, when I first started using Serato, I had all my records still behind me, and then I would play a couple of records out of Serato and then turn around and go and get my records, you know? Because it's like learning a whole new, you know, because we, we knew our songs not by what, what, what record we pulled out, what color the label was, yep. what the jacket was, uh-huh. you know? So it was just a no All right, I know where it is in the crate. You know, now you're looking at a screen and there's all these letters and you got to retrain your brain to do it. But is it, you know, the tools that have been given to us in the digital age, if you don't move with it, then you get left in the dust like anything else and you become a dinosaur. That's not what I wanted to do, you know. Will I ever take a program that, like, mixes for you and just put the things in and hit buttons? No. You know what I mean? That's why I... You don't need to. No, that's why, like programs like Tractor or Serato are the, are the best out there because you still have to DJ no matter what. You know, I look at Serato as my computers and my crates now, you know, and it's saving me a lot of money and excess baggage to go on the road and a lot of people, you know, you know, how to, you know, it saves a lot of time and, and work. Ba- and back strain. Absolutely. And I ain't getting any younger. Yeah. <laughs> so, so how can the listeners of our program uh, get to your website? And uh... um, You can find me at www.myspace.com forward slash DJ Scribble NY or DJ Scribble.com and that's with a K. Scribble with a K. You're awesome. Thank you so much for taking some time awesome. today. Thank you. I really appreciate your being Thank here. You, yeah, boy. The DJ Idea Sharing Podcast is brought to you by NLFX Professional and Promo Only.